Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChampaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is a crowd podcast. Big Bear is amazing. I reckon we need to do a whole episode on sparring. Paddy, I think he's broke my rib. Noam Golovkin. This guy just knows how to fight. Biggest rivalry of the generation. Just have my nails done. I don't want to, you know, what do I want that for? Are you hell for leather straight away? Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Deck, yes. why are we here? Well, George, it's our favourite it's a bonus podcast. Remember our first podcast? I love podcast? a bonus podcast. I know you do. And everyone else seems to love it when we spoke about Jeddah. And there's some fights that you, you just feel like you need a bonus pod. Yep. And this weekend, you know what it is? It is Sol Canelo Alvarez mm. versus Triple G Gennady Golovkin. What is this? What's the first G for G- His first name's Gennady. His second name's Gennadyvich. And his third, third G's Golovkin. He's not like... Great Gennady Golovkin, or no? I mean, maybe get giant, people. Giant should we Gennady ask people to send it in? What the what he, the first G stands for? He, yeah, I will, what? What would be a real curveball is if it stood for gnome, because that's a silent G. That's what he should have done. I've been doing this stuff with my son <laughs> lately. Like, we, I try and think of little fun games to do on the tube home. <laughs> Words that begin with a silent letter. Yeah, yeah. Like, gnome, gnome, gnome Golovkin. There's lots of like once you get like W R like right mm. night like K N. And then there's mad ones like, yeah, gnome. Yeah, gnome. Anyway, no gnomes involved. But what it is is the third fight. The <laughs> Not a rubber match either, is it? Because he won the first one. No, he drew the first one. Second one, Canelo won. Both controversial on the scorecards. And now we're finally getting the trilogy match a couple of years late, maybe. Or later than we expected, but it's here. And it's... The buzz is there. It's Las Vegas. We're back in the what is maybe the biggest and best rivalry of the generation. Now we're at that stage where since their second fight, people might feel that there's been a slight dip in Gennady's performances. Obviously, he's, he's getting on now. And Alvarez has sort of dominated the super middleweight, went up at light heavyweight. But um, Alvarez coming off the back of a loss. So I think, I think it's to be honest, I think it's the right move for, for Alvarez. I didn't think going back in and fighting Bivol again was the right move. I think this is... 
this is a brilliant fight. It's a fight that you can definitely get up for and, and train for. Well, before we get into the breakdown of the fight and your opinion on it, let's rewind, set the scene for us. Big Bear, California, Abel Sanchez's gym when Golovkin was training there. And you rocked up there to spar him. Tell us a story. 2014, I'd just been beaten by this guy called Carl Frotch. Um, so it was a big fight, big hullabaloo at the time. And then it wasn't long after that. I feel like it was literally, we boxed in May and it was still summer. So it might have been a couple of months after that. I'm fat and slow and out of shape. And I'm, I'm but I'm thinking, right, Golovkin wants us to spar. Or there's an opportunity to spar him. I was like, yeah, I'll have that. Why not? Um, I was training with Paddy Fitzpatrick at the time, and I think I can't remember how it came via him. And um, he says, I think we should do it. I was like, Yeah. I went off to lose, really. You, or at least you think. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so, most people would think, Sparring Golovkin, you've got a lot to lose. You've got a lot point, to lose. That's what, yeah, that's what makes you but, world champion, I guess. I didn't, I didn't really care. It might be noticeable, that, but I didn't really care what people think of me for a lot of time. <laughs> you know, uh, went out to Big Bear. We flew into Vegas, which is the longer way. There, mm. I think LA's a bit quicker. I don't know why we ended up in Vegas. Whether we thought we was gonna have a little holiday at the end of it, but yeah, we're just you and Paddy go. Me, Paddy, Barry O'Connell, who's my conditioning coach at the time, and Dan Lawrence, mm, friend of the show, friend of the show. He's in the club. Yeah. Dan Lawrence came out, and we had a magic time. Like Big Bear is amazing. Like I'm not sure what the European equivalent is. Maybe it's what the Klitschko's had in Austria or something like that. But you're up in the mountains. Um, you're away from it. You know, it's a good place to go and do a camp. We stayed in a little log cabin thing that um, Tom Lofford sort of set up for us. It's like a lad's trip. You know, Sounds like it. Where you, you just know, got Golovkin waiting for you. Just Golovkin's there waiting for you as well. <laughs> That's the downside. Um, yeah. First day, jet lag hits you real hard. We got a bit of supplies for the room, you know, the supermarket, rent a car. We'd gone, drove the four hours up the hill parked up I think we was all up at like three in the morning half three four o'clock with jet lag so it was like we'll go for a run <laughs> that's what you do yeah. uh, and it was brilliant like running around trying to find mountain lions and whatever Actual else bears. Up there yeah bears there's no bears there <laughs> we, we looked came back I think I had a beer for lunch sat in the sun we tried to climb the summit in fact I tried to run the summit which didn't work then we tried to climb it which we did it took ages like we did that day i sparred Golovkin, and i got a little bit pink because it was summertime and it gets quite hot up there it snows in the winter but in the summer i think it's it's up it's california um so i got a little bit pink came down the hill roll into the gym abel sanchez is there it would be a really nice guys but really easy they're not trying to put it on you but uh, Gennady spars four-minute rounds with 30 seconds rest. Like, fuck me, whatever. <laughs> cool. Just climb the mountain, mate. That sounds fine. I mean, you're getting out, you get out of bed and you're, and you're out of breath. Yeah. <laughs> um, for two for reasons. Lunch. You've had a bit of lunch, you're out of shape, and you're at 10,000 feet altitude or whatever. I remember he had a heater on in the gym, and it was, I'm sure it was one of them old sort of gas, like, you know, you get the old free bar gas bar fire. They had a giant one on the wall and that one was on just above the ring. And then four minute rounds were long, like really, really long. <laughs> but we sparred, we done well. I mean, I was I was gassed, I was like exhausted. And he was, you know, he was like, he was, I mean, he was only a couple of weeks out from a fight. Mm. He was like, it was his last week sparring. He doesn't spar all that much either in a camp. You know, Is he not? Maybe there's 100 rounds as well, maybe. Yeah, yes. yeah. You, you don't do a lot up in Big Bear. You know, and I watched some of their training and there'd been a lot of slow runs. And he would do a lot of um, this conditioning stuff in the gym, like old school conditioning, you know, like neck drills and hand drills, like just to get strong. And then when you see him hitting the bag, he's just whacking, just whacking the bag hard. 
and you just assume that this guy just knows how to fight. Like he's always known how to fight. He learned growing up in the Kazakhstani sort of amateur boxing system, incredible amateur career. And uh, now he just gets himself fit and healthy and punching hard, punching hard and blasting people out. A mm. couple of questions just as a non-boxer. First of all, do you get paid for this? Do you know people get paid for sparring? Did they pay you for that? No, 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 no. So um, when you're at your level, do you basically do that sort of for, for free? N well, I don't want to be a sparring partner. Yeah, yeah. So if I get paid, I'm a sparring well, partner. Yeah, yeah. So when I fight Chris Eubank Jr., obviously my career started before his and we're fighting each other. I'm like, yeah, mate, you're a sparring partner. Mm. I used to pay you £500 a week to keep you happy. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. you saying that. And if I ever do fight Golovkin, I don't need his $300 that mm. day. So I just don't want, I mean, it's nice. I would have had it. <laughs> per diems. Uh, I mean, the little per diems. But they did, they looked after us. Mm. I think they, they, you know, they, um, they pay for the room. You know what I mean? They pay, they, they said, I'll come out and put you up. And I'm sure they must have offered money for, I don't need any money for sparring. Mm. Plus, once you're a sparring partner, a paid sparring partner, it's like, right, you need to be here at 10 o'clock. I want you to do this many rounds, do this, do that. It's like, I'll come when I can, you know, I'll be there when you want me to be there. But if I want to do two rounds a day or 10 rounds a day or whatever, you know, it's, it's, you, you know, you just don't feel that sort of pressure. And I, mm. it's, it's an ego thing for me. It's just an ego thing where I'm, I'm not a sparring partner. I was never really a sparring partner. I was sparred. Anyone who I sparred, Darrell, Froch, Golovkin, many others, I, I never really got paid. Next question. We'll get into the nuts and bolts of how this session went, but are you are you hell for leather straight away? Or do you have a little move? Is it quite well-natured at first and you both feeling each other out and just, you know, is it quite techie at first or is it just like, let's have it? If I see an opportunity in the first split second, I'm going to iron him out if I can. Mm. But... I don't want it to look like I'm trying to bum rush him or iron him out or whatever. I don't want to look like it's effort. I want to be effortless. And then even if I get bum rushed by someone, I used to try and stay nice, calm, composed. Da, 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 tuck them like it wasn't always about winning rounds. I'd rather get have someone try and just tee off on me for two and a half minutes, but then I'll slip that cheeky body shot through in the last 30 seconds and then I can see his eyes bulging out his head and I can finish it any second. Me and Golovkin, was, I suppose it was a bit of a technical thing at the start because you don't know the other guy in front of you. Also, I'm trying to get my, my legs to wake up from the from the bloody uh, summit and then uh, try, and, try not to breathe too loudly from the suffocation that was going on in the you know, 110 degrees in the gym. I mean, Golovkin's a fantastic at setting traps. You know, I can imagine... I didn't do a lot of rounds with him, but that's that's what he does. You know, if, if I was if I was a sparring partner of his, it wouldn't be a nice a nice thing to have because it'll take you a while, I'd imagine, longer than most to figure him out as such. And that's just what you always end up doing with sparring partners. You figure them out. You know their little tells or what they like to go, and you leave them an opening because you know that's where they want to go, and you'll catch them far off of it, or you just you know break out here, make a move here. And I and I think I was my timing was out because I wasn't in shape, so that might have flattered him a bit especially because he's not the tallest and he doesn't really have great big long arms. So to, to find the time to break out, make the angle and get a shot behind your elbow, like that's quite impressive. Mm. Especially you because you're quite tall as well. Well, yeah, and I'd always be pretty conscious. I used to fight with a defensive frame of mind, so an aggressive counterpuncher, but I'd always be wary of what's coming back. So I wouldn't just, I'm not like throwing six shots and then you know the guy's going to be open after the second and third shot, whereas my shots were like one, two, maybe three. To be honest, as I say, I didn't really put myself, I didn't really give myself a fair crack at, at performing especially that great, you know, and part of me is like, well, if I, if I go and, and I don't spar well, but we end up boxing later, that's fine with me. I'd rather lure him into a full sense of security rather than going up there trying to hand him his ass. If I do manage to do it, then he knows what's coming if we ever do fight or maybe that fight just doesn't get made. I reckon we need to do a whole episode on sparring. 
Is it true though? Last one on this that they offered you a body like a body bag or like a body protector. Yeah, is that no, true? No I heard secret. they offered all the spine partners. Yeah, no secret now. So um, I think it's an NFL sort of body armor kit. It's just like a little thin plastic thing, but it's like a protection for the ribs um, and I don't know the sternum as well. So and they had sort of made, had a makeshift one. They had like. The old hand wraps were like the little slings that would go around your neck or whatnot, and then you tie it around your back. Essentially, like you know, when you see the trainer with a big body belt, instead of a big cushion padded body belt, this is just a really thin little plastic one. And then, yeah, before the first day sparring, they said, Do you want to wear this body belt? Canardi wears one. I was like, Nah, I don't want that. Just have my nails done. I don't want that, you know, what do I want that for? And then he said, uh, yeah, You sure? I said, Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it'll get in my way, slow me down. I don't need that shit. Got through the first part. Second day, they're like, okay, um, you sure you don't want to wear that? Because, you know, um, it just, Gennady wears one. Like, you don't be, like, they, they didn't say it to me, but everybody said, Gennady's got one. Don't worry about it. Like, you, don't be precious. You know what I mean? But I genuinely thought, it's probably going to slow me down. Like, it's going to be weird. I'm not going to be used to it. It's going to, my elbow's going to rub against it or catch it or whatever. Plus, I never used to give myself them sort of advantages where, I don't really want him to land any body shots on me and me go, oh, I can take that. I'd rather get the real one. Skip forward <laughs> two rounds later. Uh, we're in like, the, I don't know, the last minute of the f- of the fourth minute of the second or third round. And then um, at this point, I think I was getting a bit confident. I was landing a few shots on, on Granada and I'm bigger than him anyway, so I can sort of punch at mid to long range and have success. And, and I haven't done the summit this day and my sunburn has eased down. I've had a proper breakfast, so I'm, I'm feeling like literally double as good as what I had done a day or so previous. And Gennady steps into range and he gives me the touch-touch whip and he shows high and then, um, yeah, just whips. I'm just feeling which rib he yeah, broke. George is literally feeling He broke one of the ribs. I'm saying, yeah, it's got to be a right so hook. Right, yeah, back right hook, to the body. Um, and just knocked all the wind out of me. Like, I was like, ooh, show no weakness. Like, you know. I'm fine. Go back. On, <laughs> yeah, just, just see, don't ask me a question. I can't talk right now. So I thought, mm, that's that's weird. Like, that. That's like, I've never been hit like that before. Like, I've never had that feeling before. And rarely would I get like winded. But yeah, this felt like, you know, like when you're on holiday deck, like yeah. we've been recently and uh, you're floating around on a little float and it's just a little hole. So it's hole and you can, yeah. And that's what I felt like. I was, I was, de- I was deflating there. I was like, so we um sort of got on my bike a little bit, finished the roundup and I thought, oh, I'm not going to tell no one. Like I won't tell the corner because... But I didn't. I just straight away went, Paddy, I think he's broke my rib. And he went, yeah? What do you, you think? Uh, I said, yeah, it's, I mean, it's fucking weird. Like, it's hurting. Um, he goes, all right, that'll do. I went, no, 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 don't don't let him down. Don't show weakness. Put it on a T-shirt. And he went, no, 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 that, that's okay. That's enough. I went, all right, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> and then they said, Abel, hey, sorry, he's, uh, he's hurt his rib. And then they went, oh, okay. And I know they're thinking, they should have put the fucking body down, shouldn't they? <laughs> and then, like, we literally went... I said, what do you do for a broken rib? And he said, oh, I don't know. I Have like, a beer. Yeah. Do you know the hospital is? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we went to the hospital. But yeah, that was Worst the Worst lad's holiday ever. Yeah, well, well it, it turned into a proper lad's holiday yeah. at that point, didn't it? <laughs> just sitting in A&E waiting for <laughs> my rib to get... And he doesn't do anything for a broken rib. Mm. You just, just um, put it. a corset around you, yeah, and hope for the breast. Uh, <laughs> hope for the breast. <laughs> it's a gag and that's Vegas for you well, uh, well that was 2014 that's like peak Golovkin so we're 8 so, years yeah. on now mm. he won his last fight by stoppage but it didn't look great at the start of it a lot of people feel like he's slipping and it's Canelo could even stop him in this fight but he's never even been down in his career do you feel like 
this is as competitive a fight as the first two? Or do you think that Canelo has, has, has increased or has gone up since the last fight and Golovkin's gone down? That seems to be the sort of perceived wisdom. don't think it's going to be quite as clear-cut and black and white as that. I think we'll see a better Golovkin for this. And Alvarez is coming off the back of a loss, which... Yeah, to Dimitri Bivol, I should say. We, yeah, I like heavyweight. I like heavyweight. So he's, I mean, he's coming down the division. I don't think he blew up in properly into that light heavyweight division where it's going to be a struggle to come back down to middleweight. And he's been fighting at super middleweight for a while and he's used to that. But you know, I don't know. I don't know, Deck. I don't know. I, you know. I've got a sneaky feeling that we're going to see a revitalized, rejuvenated Golovkin. Really? Uh, someone who's just going to roll back the years a little bit. Maybe this is last out and go out on a high and want to want to win because it would be career defining, like legacy defining for him if he beats him. And maybe maybe now's the worst time to get Alvarez, but maybe it's the best time. I mean, we we don't know. I don't know the guy uh, well enough to know his temperament. For someone who seems pretty emotionally detached from his boxing, um, Alvarez is emotionally involved in Skolandi Golovkin fight and Golovkin too to a certain extent. So um, he feels hard done by by both the, the previous fight so he'll want to write that wrong just whether you know he can do this now at, at 40 I don't know so if I gave you 20 quid now and said where's this money going I think Alvarez is going to be the favourite I think Alvarez beats him but if there were nice odds on Golovkin then I'll roll the dice on that 20 quid then mm. and um, and stick it on stick it on Golovkin for an upset feels like any combination of the two no matter where they are is going to be nip and tuck either way distance fight do you think I don't think I don't think so I think I think this could be just like a bit of a barnstormer, like they might because I, I think Alvarez want to want to chin him, like he want to prove that point, you know. And he's been riding high for years now, you know, done some incredible things of late, beat some really good champions, and beat them comfortably, really, you know. Even the fights where you know they're making out like the scorecards are pretty even, but there's always at one point where boom, fights you know over because it's that one sided. I think. Alvarez will want to put it on him and I think Golovkin will fight fire with fire. I feel like that's probably both their comfort zones but maybe Golovkin might might be better on the inside. Might be able to find those openings and set up them shots uh, and that's where I think he had success in the fights previous. If he can drag it into that sort of fight make them both become emotionally invested but yeah, keep it on his terms that's where he might, he might pull it off. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be it's a good be one. A good it's something to get Definitely excited about. Definitely worth a bonus pod, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth a bonus pod, Declan. Uh, we're back to normal podcasting though, Wednesday, yeah? Yeah, back to normal, regular programming. See you then. See you then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.